All right, everybody. Uh, welcome to our new podcast uh, around marketing. And I just want to make uh, a note that this is internal just to our team in the Central East so that our prospects and clients that will be uh, interviewed here don't feel nervous about it going out to the world. Okay. So my special guest here, uh, first guest today in Detroit is uh, Christina. Is it DeVay? or yeah, okay. DeVay who is the director of CRM and I have her LinkedIn up just to make sure I have yep. the right title and right. I know we chatted a little bit before but I really appreciate you uh, being on our new marketing show and just uh, talking a little bit with uh, with us about what you do so first of all Christina works for Bell Tire which is a great customer so the first thing I want to say is thank you for being a customer really appreciate it I know there's been some bumps uh, with all of our, our customers uh, through the acquisition here and through the uh, reverse acquisition, acquisition uh, that we're going to be acoustic. So first of all, Christina, welcome. And if you could just tell us a little bit about what you do in a couple of sentences uh, for Bell Tire. All right, well, thank you. Um, yeah, I've been with Bell Tire for almost two years. Um, and I handle all the one-to-one -one marketing, including email, SMS, direct mail, uh, direct digital campaigns using our, um, you know, the mark, the, the CRM database that we have in acoustic. Um, we launched IBM Watson campaign automation and marketing insights, um, January, 2018. Um, so as you know, Watson, uh, the Marketing Insights platform is no longer a part of the uh, platform, but we've been, you know, we run all of our um, email campaigns, automated programs through Acoustic Campaign. Um, we have over a million customer records in stored in Acoustic Campaign, including purchase histories back since 2012 um, nightly we have um, an automatic feed from point of sale so if an email address is tied to um, a customer order all of that information is passed into acoustic campaign and we have automated programs set up to communicate with those customers follow up with them try to get them back in for additional services we also have you know lead nurture welcome programs set up um, through any of the you know, the ways that we capture leads directly right into Acoustic. Wow, that's impressive. That is a, that's a real customer using our product. I love it. And um, a little bird told me that you knew that uh, our product was called Silver Pop at one time. Yes. And I think you said your agency days, you actually work with Silver Pop. Is that a right? little bit, okay. yes. And yeah. what was your agency position? What do you do there? Um, I was a uh, <laughs> client account director at the time so I worked with um, many clients on a lot of different projects creative um, but mostly focused most recently in CRM which is how I got into where I am now um, but really you know worked with not only silver pop but other clients as well um, or other platforms as well to handle you know the ERM or I'm sorry the CRM campaigns um, mostly at that point it was b2b so kind of transition now to B2C. Right, great, great. So tell me a little bit about how you made the decision to go with, at the time, 
IBM uh, customer engagement for marketing um, and our WCA product. What were the what were the factors that led you and your team to to choose us? So, a lot of that process happened before I came on board. I should okay. say, um, but you know, throughout the RFP process, they did the team did scoring based on usability. Um, trying to think it's been a while but I know one of the big factors which is kind of a, a pain point that I mentioned sure. was the marketing um, insights platform um, so really I think it was that was kind of one of the main things that pushed us over the edge to go with IBM at the time because we really were thirsting for that initial the additional analytics and insights through you know um, customer lifetime value and different models that we were hoping we could do internally rather than outsource to our analytics and agency partner. Um, so, you know, unfortunately that did not work out, but just using campaign automation on its own, really, I think we've had great success. We've had, you know, lots of influenced uh, revenue reporting and um, gross profit. We're able to actually track revenue and gross profit right down to um, the coupon that was sent in the email to certain customers. We can report internally on the revenue and gross profit that came from that. That's not to say that we couldn't have done that with another partner though. Um, but you know, I think everybody has been very happy with the decision that we made. I think you know, as we talked about, there's been a little bit of angst just about losing marketing insights and then having, you know, Centerbridge purchase this portion of the platform and just the unknowns of what's to come. But so far, I, I would say, you know, we haven't seen any issue on the day-to-day -day or changes in that mm -hmm. way. So Okay. That's I, and that's, that's great feedback. And, and I actually really appreciate the honesty on that as well. Um, so, you know, I know this is a short podcast and I know that there's probably a lot of other uh, topics that we could probably elaborate on probably for hours if we really wanted to. Right. Uh, but I do have a couple of questions about you. Right. Since, you know, I live in Ohio now mm -hmm. and I know you went to Miami University. Right. Yep. So you have some some roots in Ohio, it sounds like. Um, sure. <laughs> what, what happens on game day um, in Michigan? Right. When when probably you have some friends that were. Buckeye fans, even though you had a different team, right? But yeah. I'm just curious, you know, who's your team? Well, my husband went to Michigan State, so okay. Ah, <laughs> so, so you. Have... So I, my loyalty falls with Michigan gotcha. State, but I he roots against Michigan. I do not do that. Okay. All right. um, I would prefer Michigan to win over Ohio State, though. Oh, okay. Uh, no comment. <laughs> um, we'll just keep it at that. So the next question I have is. How did you get into marketing and advertising? What was, you know, did you study that in school, obviously, and then you just said, hey, this I is did. what I want to do. What was the one or two things that attracted you to this industry? Um, well, I think it started in high school. I had a great marketing teacher. I was involved in DECA, which was, Oh, yeah, I know, know all about that. Um, yep. And I always was interested in business. I always really liked um psychology so trying to I always think of marketing as kind of the psychology of the business world trying to understand customers understand what makes them do certain things and trying to I shouldn't use the word manipulate but kind of <laughs> influence I guess mm -hmm. um, their decisions 
Um, I've also, I was a minor in analytics, so that was always a big, big thing that um, I was interested in, which is, you know, kind of, we use analytics a lot within CRM, which is, you know, marketing I have done and other, you know, creative different areas, but CRM is kind of marries analytics and psychology and marketing all together. So I think that's how I ended up here. That's great. What's one thing in your career and all the jobs that that you've had that really sticks out as, wow, this is something I created that's really cool and I'm proud of? anything sometimes it, there's not one or you know thing but i'm just curious was there anything you created or a campaign that you ran for a company that just worked fantastically well i i mean i i would say i'm pretty proud of all the things that we've been doing at bell tire um just to be able to again pulling in the analytics show be able to show the influenced revenue that we've created because of the direct to consumer campaigns have been something that I believe Beltire has not done in the past. Mm-hmm. So it's cool to be kind of the leader of that within the organization. Cool. Great. Um, so I'm going to kind of wrap it up a little bit, right? But I have just a few things that I'm interested always in asking customers, right? There's so much content out there, right? And there's so much information about your industry. How do you get your news? Do you listen to podcasts? Do you have certain, um, you know, sites that you like to get your news feeds on? I'm just curious because, as you know, it's overwhelming, right? I mean, yeah. there's so much out there. So I have two young kids, so I don't watch the news as much as I used to. Okay. Um, but I do have a long commute, so recently I've been listening to Spotify my daily drive that gives me music and NPR or, you know, news sites from whatever is going on in the world. Um, what about marketing specific? Oh, any, wow. of the, yeah. any of the CMO <laughs> podcasts or, you know, are there, I mean, it just seems like there's no time, right? Yeah. But there's a lot of information and just a lot of great stuff out there. Marketing specific, I, um, I mean, any articles that are sent to me by my boss, I will look at, or we also work with Gartner okay. that has a lot of um, great content in terms of, you know, best practices for marketing. So I really focus on that kind of, that kind of stuff. But, okay. That's great. No, that's, yeah. that's good. Cause there's so much out there, right? Yeah. And the last question I have is how do people reach you that have really great tools and products, right? But you're busy and you're not picking up the phone, you're probably not answering their email. What's the best way that you like to get communicated to? Now, obviously we we're, we're, have a business relationship, we, we have that, but I'm just curious what you could share around helping out some of the people on my team, right, that are having issues with just trying to make that first contact. Do yeah. you have any advice? Um. I mean, working the connections you have probably is the most important thing. If somebody comes to me that I know or knows somebody who knows me, I'm always more apt to listen. Somebody reached out to me recently um, that went to Miami that, frankly, I, I wasn't really interested in the product, but I was like, well, he went to Miami, so I'll give him a chance. Okay. Um, but LinkedIn, I would say a lot of people reach out to me through LinkedIn. A lot of people email me cold call me and I don't necessarily have the time or really know what 
they're talking about or the need to respond. Mm -hmm. But if there's a personal connection or I met somebody somewhere, that's probably where I would respond yeah. most. By the way, that's great advice. Um, and it definitely aligns to what we've been talking about um, just because of that, right? Because people are busy, you don't have time, you don't even know who these people are that yep. are reaching out to you. I mean, personally for me, running a sales team, I see a lot of, you know, I get a lot of hits too. People are direct messaging me about sales tools, but yep. I'm not responding either. Mm -hmm. So it's just one of those things. But listen, I really appreciate our time. Um, great insight, great information, and uh, let's hope we keep this relationship strong. Good. So thank, thank you. you so much. Appreciate it. Okay. All right. And uh, we're continuing with our marketing podcast for the Central East and our special guest series, uh, our customers that are using um, our acoustic marketing uh, portfolio, formerly IBM. And our special guest today is really a special guest in many ways. Uh, Lloyd Clements is, some of you may know him, professional athlete that turned uh, marketer. Um, and I want to start out just by, by understanding, I think you said the Giants, and I'm a New York guy, so I would love to hear some of the, you know, first of all, your background a little bit on uh, your athletic uh, abilities and the teams, the NFL teams you, you played with, and then how you got into marketing. That's oh, cool. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's good. Yep. Uh, so, uh, started at Michigan State University. Okay. Uh, played under Nick Saban, who's currently the uh, head coach over at uh, Alabama. Uh, <laughs> won a, a lot of national titles today. Yeah. Uh, came out of uh, uh, Michigan State and uh, signed as a free agent with the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Uh, spent some time there, went to the Pittsburgh Steelers, and ended my career over at the uh, New York Giants. Uh, at a time, uh, this was probably, what, uh, early 2000s, uh, during the time Michael Strahan, Tiki Barber, Jason Seahorn were probably some of the names that people would uh, oh, yeah. call from that team. Yeah. So, um, so you went to, to school, and you your career aspirations were to be a professional athlete, and you went to a couple teams. So, I'm curious what what ended the career? Was it an injury or? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I had a uh, shoulder injury. I tore okay. my labrum. Um, repaired it. Uh, did some rehab. Tried to uh, figure out a way back in, and okay. You know, Time doesn't wait for anyone. Yeah, right? <laughs> no, I, I hear you. Um, boy, that I, I love the fact that we're talking. I love talking to, you know, um, athletes and how they get into their next career, you know, and there's a very popular show on HBO now. You may be watching or not. You're shaking your head. Ballers, right? I mean, that show, I can't wait every week to watch that show because it's so fun, right? And it's probably, the, I want to ask you, is it real? Is that real to you? Or is, I mean, I know it's high Hollywood, but... Is that real? I, it's very close. You know, yeah. Dwayne Johnson, he comes from the I know. Um, what, yeah. Miami uh, Hurricanes, yeah. right? Yeah, he, he does. He does. He does. So, uh, yeah. absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm sure they picked his brain a lot and um, uh, had a lot of uh, athletic consultants. So, yeah. yeah, very, very close. I mean, it's, it's home. almost the real thing. It's almost like the, uh, the uh, show on uh, HBO. Uh, yeah. Where they... Um, what is it called? Yeah. Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks. Yeah, I love that one too. Yeah, absolutely. love that one too. That's that's real, real. Because that's, that's like yeah. you're making the team or not, and uh, this is Hollywood showing you when you make the team, like how difficult that is. And um, 
really cool. So you work for Pro ProQuest now. ProQuest. And um, talk to us a little bit about how you got into the company and how you got into marketing, really, because I guess you started your career um, in a different marketing company, right? And then you worked your way into the director of marketing operations at, uh, at, at ProQuest. So I'm curious. Right. Yeah. You know, um, you know I, I was, I've been always, always curious about uh, computers and technology and, and whatnot. And um, I decided to take an HTML uh, class um, when I uh, left the pros and uh, enjoyed it a lot. And an uh, opportunity came up where the opportunity was specifically around email campaign uh, uh, execution. Uh, took that position, uh, grew there, uh, continued to grow in my career, uh, moved around to uh, from you know a couple of spots. But specifically that 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 job, uh, we implemented Eloqua, uh, and um, you know marketing automation uh, was still kind of you know young at that point in time and. Uh, just going through the process of the implementation and helping out with that, you know, it was something that just I gravitated to. And then, you know, a lot of, you know, opportunities came after that, and, and which uh, allowed me to, you know, um, experience other companies and uh, have uh, and grow my my, my skills. And uh, ended up at uh, ProQuest in terms of, you know, um, the operational standpoint. I've always been on the marketing automation side of things uh, on the back end. Uh, in fact, one of my mentors uh, mentioned to me that, you know, this is the best place to be on the back end of things where, you know, you're kind of not on the front lines on the campaign side where, you, you know, uh, it's kind of, you know, live ammo, you know. So uh, being on the back end and just understanding how things work, understanding the processes and how to make, you know, the uh, marketers more efficient, that was really what, uh, what interests me uh, going coming from it email marketing background mm -hmm. I, I, I really felt like uh, this was uh, this marketing automation thing was really you know uh, something that was going to you know uh, carry me for the long haul and I'm glad I stayed in it obviously worked out absolutely <laughs> it looks like it did absolutely so so what um, what products do you use today from acoustic or from the IBM marketing stack so the campaign okay uh, automation yes. okay any other products that you have interest in or that you've looked at from us? Uh, not, not really. Uh, we've been on campaign automation uh, for the last four or five years. Okay. Uh, uh, our team is uh, very distributed uh, in terms of expertise. We have varying levels. Uh, just speaking with someone uh, from your team today, uh, there are, you know, we have some interest in some of the social integrations and, and things of that matter. So we're definitely going to uh, take some of these conversations right. back to the office. And Which this is exactly absolutely. what this is because it helps us understand like yeah. where we can help you, right? Absolutely. Um, that's great. That's great. So um, what do you love about our product? I know you said you kind of had some experience in in uh, campaign and different products in the past like what is it about the acoustic campaign product that you just you love or you hear from your team that you love oh absolutely so mm -hmm. you know the, the, the simple fact that you know the the insight that it brings you know uh, I think first and foremost um, we, we communicate primarily to uh, uh, librarians at academic institutions you know very smart people allows us to really uh, understand exactly you know what our customers are, are thinking uh, we are able to take those insights that we're gathering from the platform 
whether it be you know through the tracking scripts that we have on our website, uh, you know from our uh, um, metrics with our emails and our landing page pages, and really structure and target our campaigns uh, to those individuals and and, and really optimize them uh, so that we we have the greatest effect. Great, yeah. great. So it sounds like you're successfully using the product and. Uh, obviously looking to enhance some of the best practices too, as you said, but that's, that's really good to hear. So um, a question I like to ask a lot of people because marketing, it's, it's broad, right? That's a broad term and there's so much in the digital marketing space and new things coming out all the time. Obviously we're all here for the digital summit here in Detroit, but what is it that catches your eye when somebody tries to talk to you about a new solution? Um, you know, and I'm talking about competitors, everyone. I'm just saying, like, how do you, how do you, I guess, first get your information and news? Like, is it podcasts? Is it, um, you know, uh, aggregated sites? You know, wh- where do you get your, your news and your information around marketing? Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, primarily community, you know, just going to the, the various communities out there and uh, uh, understanding what people are talking about right now. Artificial intelligence is a huge thing. And we're, constantly trying to understand how we can leverage uh, these opportunities Uh, and with artificial intelligence uh, of course marketing automation sometimes I I even wonder whether or not you know I'm going to have a job in five years you know right (laughs) so and that's that is I mean the truth of the matter is that's true right like everybody has that same concern right we all did right (laughs) we all do in every industry and every job right that's funny Um, so the networking, I, I know that's huge. Do you listen to any podcasts? Are there any ones that you like say, hey, I love this. It gives me a lot of insight into what's happening. Maybe it's an AI podcast. Uh, you know what? Just the, the uh, general marketing uh, podcast, uh, uh, Seth Golden is really a, mm-hmm. you know, a favorite of mine. Sure. You know, um, just you know, setting the foundation uh, from a marketing aspect. The technology is the technology, but you know I know marketing is changing. That being said, um, you know some of the basics. You know even back when you know marketing was primarily you know there were you know advertising and, and you know the, the, the you know television and radio. Uh, some of the basics are still you know uh, hold true today. Mm-hmm. You know from a marketing standpoint. So uh, you know instead of Seth Golden, he really has some really great ideas and I'm excited to hear him speak tomorrow right that's going to be a, uh, a joy for that's going to be awesome so that that's a highlight obviously Absolutely. I was going to ask you the next question was <laughs> so tell me about the summit what do you want to get out of it right yeah absolutely so uh, the summit uh, we've been down we've been representing uh, uh, ProQuest uh, here at the summit now for I believe four years straight uh, and um, it's it's really great we have a team now of I believe almost 10 plus people coming down mm-hmm. and everyone, you know, is gathering, they're gathering insight and, you know, uh, looking to, you know, take back those golden nuggets to the office and, and share and, and execute. So that's a good question. Like, is it a formal share? Because I always wonder, like, do the companies really get the value out of these, you know, events? And like you just said, you have multiple people coming down, probably sitting in different sessions. How do you um, debrief with everyone and say, hey, what'd you learn? What's new? What's out there? Absolutely. Good so, question. So yeah. we, we actually have a meeting, you know, 
where we come together and uh, we pull everything together in the file and you know understand who uh, went to what uh, sessions and you know what are the key highlights and notes and some of the takeaways that we can um, execute on you know in the near term term as well as in the long term so you know we've been very structured in terms of trying to get the most value out that's fantastic and and then you know it, it makes sense because then you can do other events and you actually have a good ROI on why why are we here right why are we spending two days inside these classrooms I mean it's great right and it's a good learning experience but how do you actually implement and execute it for your company and that's that's really good so um, I, I love hearing stuff like that and the next question follow up to that is okay so someone on your team hears something great and it's like we need this we have to have this solution like how how do you like to be communicated to from these vendors right that will now come in and help you right with some of the things that you talked about is it really from your team learning about it on their own or would you pick up an email or a phone or what would make you say i'm going to answer that call or i'm going to i need to know more about this that's a tough question because most people don't listen to, right? They don't answer the phone. They're not picking up in their emails, but it's a great question because right. like, how do you how do you get in touch? Well, right? well you know what? I'm an email guy. Okay. You know, and, um, of course. Uh, Which is odd it, to say that, right? It, it is very odd, and, and you know, I, I just received a number of emails, even one this past week, where someone must have gone on my LinkedIn and uh, the first thing that they mentioned was Michigan State football. Okay, right. <laughs> you know, so you've got to yeah. be relevant and that's yeah. what we try to be right. with the team is, you know, understanding, you know, our customers and, you know, our prospects and uh, trying to be as relevant as possible and that's, that's the only thing I ask is, you know, just be relevant if you're communicating with me by email, you know, um, just try to put yourself in, in, in my shoes. And I understand it's hard because, you know, we're talking about email and it's hard to really be very uh, specific towards one yeah, person. You got to break through. How absolutely. do you break through? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. yeah. So what lessons have you learned in the NFL that you're applying to business? Uh, I know people have asked you that before, right? Right, <laughs> right. You know what? It's it's. For me, what stands out is strategy and personnel, right? You, you, if you're going to have the strategy, uh, you, you better have the personnel to execute on the strategy. Um, and, you know, that that's from Pop Warner all the way to the pros, you know. And if you're going to run, run and shoot, you better have a lot of receivers that can, you know, uh, catch the ball and, and, and run all day. Uh, the same thing from a uh, from a marketing operations perspective and a marketing perspective. Um, if you're going going to do account based marketing, uh, you better have folks that are right. able to execute on, yeah, that, right. on, on that strategy. It's yes. all about the execution. Yes. Absolutely, hey, yeah. Lloyd. Um, first of all, I want to thank you for doing this Absolutely. short. I could probably s I have so many <laughs> questions, but I know this was supposed to be ten minutes, and we're already going into fourteen plus. Has it been fourteen? Yeah. Already? So I mean, we could keep going, but. Um, but I wanted to give you the opportunity to tell people that might not know who ProQuest is and what you do. Like, I, I should have asked you up front, right? I assumed everyone knows, but maybe people on the team don't know. What, you know tell a little bit about that's that. That's a yeah. good question because I receive it all the time. And, you know, quite frankly, if you've been to a, you know, a public library or even your university library, you probably use one of our products. You know, we uh, aggregate content from a number of sources and we help researchers basically pull together their their papers and, you know, uh, get good grades on, on, uh, on their assignments, uh, as well as, you know, help graduate students write their dissertations. So we do a number of things uh, and, you know, uh, 
I'm I, I'm actually surprised, you know, that uh, a lot of people, you know, don't aren't necessarily familiar with that. Maybe that's a good thing right. from us uh, on on our part, but maybe it's a bad thing from a branding standpoint. Right. But I mean, that's you know. Um, what you said, my kids, I guarantee you, are using your product every day, right? Whether in school or college, right? I mean, Absolutely. what's once your top product that like everybody would know? Like somebody went to a library or, you know, um, they, they've seen your branding, your name somewhere. Where would they have seen that? Yeah, you know what? Um, we have a line of products uh, under the uh, what we call primary sources, which is really, they're really cool. So, you know, uh, we really take, you know, uh, we actually sign deals with the originating sources of very, very rare uh, content. Whether that's some of the kings and queens over in England, they have may have written in diaries. So we'll sign a, a licensing deal, and uh, we'll be the only distributor of that content. So if someone's in, you know, one of their history classes, for example, uh, and they're doing research on one of the kings, uh, and they come across a diary entry, that's likely from us. Yeah. Wow. So really cool. That is cool. It's yeah. awesome. Great. Listen, thank you so much for being a customer. Thank you for telling in the short time some really interesting facts about yourself. Um, that was a total surprise, by the way, to me, team. I didn't, I had no idea Chris brought Lloyd in, and <laughs> the first thing he said, NFL. I'm like, okay, this is going to be interesting and fun. Um, any last comments? Anything you want to share with uh, any of the? This team is basically a group of sellers in the Central East that are marketing focused. Absolutely. So I just want to say I, I appreciate you know uh, you guys and what you're doing. You know, and I understand that you guys are undergoing some change and um, looking forward to seeing how everything works out. And like I said before, we've been a customer, you know, uh, with IBM Watson now for uh, going over four years. So we're, we're very uh, interested to see uh, the direction in which the uh, platform will go and uh, hoping for the best. Yeah, As we are. Absolutely. <laughs> we're all hoping for the best and I know it will be great. And again, I thank you so much for being a customer and being on the show. Thanks a lot, Lloyd. Absolutely. Take care. Thank you. Good luck. Yep. Bye bye. All right. Uh, here we go. Uh, continuing with our Central East Marketing Podcast. Uh, your fun host, Jeff, here. And um, we have another special guest who happens to be uh, someone that is very familiar with marketing, comes from a very, uh, what I would call a classic or legacy brand uh, called Steelcase. And I'd like to welcome Rachel Dieters to the podcast. Rachel, how are you doing? Doing well. Good. You know, we prepared like 10 hours for this, so I hope it works. <laughs> how about like 10 seconds, right? No, no prep. Um, and just to let you know, this is going out to my team, so it's all internal, so yeah. you can't be wrong. It's one take, whatever happens, right? So um, I just wanted to start off uh, asking you about the Digital Summit in Detroit and what your goals are here, right? We always hear about people coming to these events. How do you find if this event is successful or not? What's your goals here? Yeah, I think it's about finding out what's, what's up and coming in the digital sphere whether it's technology or strategy um, that we can then take home and implement uh, at Steelcase. Great. And uh, 
for those of you that don't know Steelcase, because I just told you it was a classic brand, tell us a little bit about Steelcase, because I mean, I'm sure we sat down, the first thing Rachel said was, there's our product right on the table, right? <laughs> now, most people might not think of that when they think yeah. Steelcase, but tell us a little bit about it. Yeah. yeah, so we're based in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and we are the largest global office furniture manufacturing company. So really looking at the workspace, how users are working with their team and how can we really solve um, and create the best workspaces for your team. So that could be in health, education, um, and obviously the office environment is the core. So let's talk a little bit about you and how you got into the marketing field. Right? What, tell us about your experience when you went to college and how you decided like, marketing is where I want to be and you're maybe you're in the middle of your career now right trying to figure out where you want to go from here but I'm always curious to how people pick their careers Mm -hmm. well it's been a journey so I graduated with a marketing and psychology uh, double major so originally was thinking I wanted to counsel people um, but then was a a peer counselor for my uh, I guess peers in college and eh, it wasn't my thing so um went on with a marketing degree so actually worked in an agency in project management then on to herman miller a big competitor of steelcase yeah we know them well yes uh in product marketing so a little bit outside of the digital realm uh and then after that i started my own company which was an affiliate website so kind of got that hands-on experience so Ah, entrepreneur yeah so tell us a little bit about that yeah so it was an affiliate website that was curating the the best products on etsy so if you know etsy of course millions of products and so i was really needling down and figuring out what are the highest quality the most and the best products on Mm -hmm. etsy so that kind of launched my in-house advertising expertise which got me to my Teresa which is um, a luxury e-commerce fashion brand right. in Munich Germany right that's great yeah that's great so did you get to travel a lot overseas and oh yeah I think you name the place and we've been there <laughs> yeah. wow that's yeah. awesome yeah so you went from there to then you went to let me see here what was your what was your succession to get to Steelcase was that the last job you had before you went to Steelcase? Or was there uh, yeah, something my else Teresa there? was the last job. Okay. So okay. kind of shifted roles mm-hmm. within my Teresa from campaign management, paid social, display, similar audience, pretty much doing it all. Mm-hmm. And today yeah. you you are the senior digital yes. marketing specialist. Yes. Right. So that's good. So you have do you have people a team of people under you or. Yeah, it's, we're pretty much, though, independent, so we manage different brands. Um, we have a small team of three of us. Okay, so that is a small team for a big small. company, right? It's small for a big company. Wow. Yeah. So here's a question that I always like to ask people um, that are in your position, right? Because you come out to these events, you know, uh, people are trying to contact you, direct message, try to find out, like, how can I get my message across to you? I have a really cool digital marketing product. Everyone's probably saying that, right? There's millions of players. What makes you pick up the phone, answer an email, or get interested in trying to find out about someone's product? Mm -hmm. I think it's first and foremost, the provider needs to better understand like what issues and challenges that we're going through so that they can better tailor their needs or their services or products to us. So I want to stop. So I totally agree with you there, but how does somebody that's new, right? Yeah. Find out what those problems are without having that first conversation. Yeah, I think that's where these events are really helpful because you can get that face-to-face time. 
um, because I'm going to be honest, I don't read the emails from the people. Of course not. Yeah. Who are trying to sell me something. Right. See that team? I tell everybody that no, everyone knows that, right? <laughs> emails get deleted and phone calls don't get answered yeah. and nobody's listening to voicemail yeah. anymore, and even if it's around. Right? Funny story. My husband also works for Steelcase and we have the same initials. So it's, he gets all of my spam. Yeah. <laughs> Here's another one for you. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Good stuff. So, um, what do you love about your job? I think the one thing I love, or the main thing, is how you can really measure everything. So you can really show and measure the impact that you're having. Um, that's probably the main thing that I love. Great, great. So here's another interesting question. We are flooded with content, no matter what business you're in, right? And marketing even more so. And I'm not just talking about the vendors. I'm talking about the trends. I'm talking about your peers, right? There's podcasts. There's um, aggregated websites. There's a million different news sites, right? I mean, Apple's trying to sell their news site now, right? Um, where do you get your news? How do you find out? And I know you come to these events and that's good. Is there anything that you say every day I listen to this podcast or every day I read this and find out information? Yeah. So I listen to the Up First podcast okay. by NPR. It's mm -hmm. like a 12 minute segment. That's perfect for my commute. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So is that a, a, an everyday thing? Yeah, for the most part. Great. Yeah. That's good because... Unless I really need that pump up yeah. right before work. And then who is it? <laughs> I don't know, my daily mix number one. Yeah, on right. <laughs> yeah, right. That's right. Um, what about, you know, books, right? As a marketer, there's tons of authors out there in books. And, you know, I'm going to tell you because I love to still read books. And I'll tell you why. Because podcasts are great, but they're always on the background. And you're always doing something else and then you stop and say oh that's interesting right but i mean to me that's how a lot of people listen to to you know audio but when you're reading a book you're reading a book like it's in your mm -hmm. face like there's no distraction and if you're distracted you're not reading the book how do you feel about that and do you do you still pick up books and read them uh i pick up books but more so for pleasure and enjoyment and i don't really find like the business Okay. digital marketing books as interesting so more so through podcasts or online articles especially as like the times are changing and sure uh, new technology is being um, evolved and adapted mm -hmm. great so um if you had to take one thing away from uh the digital summit as a success right you're spending two days here what would that be what would be success what would it look like for you mm -hmm. I think defining or coming up with some ideas that I could bring back to the team in terms of strategy of like, what do we want to do this next fiscal year um, would be a success. How hard is, I know we talked a little bit offline here about, you know, trying to figure out if we were going to do business together, what does that look like? And I know you said there's some vendor relations that have to happen in terms of the contracting and, and things like that. Is there any advice that you can give my team of what we call new logo sellers looking for opportunities mm -hmm. for companies that aren't using our products today? Yeah. Any advice that you would have for them? Yeah, I think there's a lot of noise and there's so many services. So like how is how can you simplify what you're doing in an easy way for everybody to sort of just, I guess, soak it in and understand what you're offering? I like it. I like it. Good. So, um, fun stuff we have yeah. about a minute left hobbies what do you love to do what's your free time look like um i mean i love getting outside hiking um really active so whether that's like yoga bar 
running. I like to do that in my free time. I'm a vegetarian, so love it. you know, love that. Love to cook, travel, oh, travel for sure. Yeah. What's your next trip? Cuba. Wow. Yeah. Always wanted to do that ever since it opened up what a couple of years ago. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Got to get in before they take it away. <laughs> you, yeah. You doing a, a week, couple of weeks? What are you doing? Uh, yeah, ten days. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So. What are you looking to do there? Anything interesting? Uh, yeah, we're going to a cigar factory, rum plantation. There's nice. like some really cool mountains in the area, beaches, Bay of Pigs. Right. Lots of right, things. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Great. So you got a lot going on. Yeah. Wow. I like Fantastic. to. I'm busy. I like I like yeah. to keep things going. Right. And you grew up in. <laughs> yeah, in Michigan? West Michigan. Okay, yep. so you're. Michigan all Michigan, the way. Michigander. So we don't talk Ohio State at all. No. Yeah, no, it's always go blue. I don't really care. It's like yeah. you love what you love. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I don't love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I get it. You know, I get it. And being in Michigan, it's funny because I grew up on the East Coast, but when you tell, I tell people I live in Ohio now, mm-hmm. it's the first thing that comes up. They look at you like, mm, okay. Just not surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that's what it is, right? It's a fun ride. Yeah. Well, listen, um, Rich, I really appreciate you being on this very short podcast. You probably love it. You want to keep going, right? Right? Yeah, yeah. Let's do, do another, another 20 minutes. <laughs> but that's I really appreciate you kind of giving some insight. And that's really what this is all about. And um, we're going to have some more in-depth uh, interviews with some of our customers, which one day I hope that you will become a customer. And we can talk in more detail on how you're using our product. But until then, I want to thank you very much. And good luck to you and Steelcase. And uh, I know we'll be talking in the future. Yeah, happy to soon. be here. Yeah, thank you very much. 11 minutes. Appreciate it. Bye. All right. Hello, team. We are back with the uh, Central East Marketing Podcast and continuation of our interviewing with our customers. And boy, do we have a special guest today. We have Marius, who I already told him I'm not going to say his last name because I'm probably going to botch it up, but he can say it. And he has two different pronunciations of saying it, right? Yeah. So uh, in English, I always tell people pronounce it as Marius Froelich. In German, it's Marius Froelich. But I know that's tough to say so. Right. And we're going to get there. You grew up in Germany, right? I did, yes. So I was four years old. Uh, when my parents moved to Canada, my dad is in the auto automotive industry, so you know we had to move around a lot uh, based on projects. So uh, we moved to Canada, uh, Niagara Falls when I was four years old, and then I moved to Michigan uh, in 2010, going into my junior year of high school. Great. So Marius works for a company um, that we do business with called Hello World, and my understanding of Hello World is you're an agency, right? So yep. why don't you tell us a little bit about Hello World, and then we'll kind of get into what you know about our solution, how you guys are using it. Yeah, so uh, we're a digital marketing agency. Uh, we specialize in the field of promotions and loyalty. So uh, for promotions, we specialize in sweepstakes and instant wins for our clients, anything where there's a chance to win element involved, and then obviously we put a creative spin on it. Uh, in terms of loyalty, Obviously, it's your, your standard loyalty programs where it's, you know, you're doing engagement activities for points or you're doing purchase-based activities for points with the receipt upload, things like that. Um, and obviously, there's always a chance to win involved prizes or, or catalog involved. Love it. So, give, basic, so yeah. give me an example of something that we would all know that Hello World is involved with. Yep. So our, our two are th- actually, I'm going to list three, three programs that we've managed in the past that I think most people would be familiar with. 
Uh, number one is My Coke Rewards. Uh, we used to manage the catalog for that, all the chance to win promotions. It's since been evolved into uh, an offers platform, so you still have the cap codes on your Coke bottle caps. Uh, we now have added a sip and scan icon, so if you if you look on your Coke bottles, any any Coke product, uh, there's a there's a little icon that you can scan in the program, and that'll authenticate the interaction, and you can have a chance chance to win there. Uh, we also used to manage. Uh, Xbox Live Rewards, that, that catalog. Uh, and then most famously, we also manage the Starbucks for Life program. So every mm, winter- Love we, that one. Yeah, <laughs> most, pe most people are familiar with. So it's it's also a purchase-based program. You purchase your Starbucks, you get plays, uh, and then there's chance to win Starbucks for Life among stars and, and monthly prizes, things like that. Awesome, awesome. Those are all things that I think we're all familiar with. So that's that's awesome, fantastic. So you've been at Hello World three, going on four years, maybe a little longer than that. Yeah, I four years, five. Yeah, yeah, I started off as an intern, uh, did my my senior year at college, and then came back and they brought me on full time. Great, great. What do you love about your job? Uh, I love the collaborative environment. My being in a in a strategist role, it's really unique that I get to interact with all different facets of the company. So. I get to uh, interact with our CRG team, which is our client relationship group. They sell in our opportunities. Then I get to interact with them and our creative team, brainstorming the concepts that we're gonna put together and recommend to our clients. Uh, I work with our purchasing team, so what kind of prizes are we gonna recommend for them? Uh, our legal team, making sure that our the promotion or the loyalty program that we're recommending is gonna be you know, up to standard. There's gonna be no legal issues. Um, all the way to our winner experiencing team. So making sure that the people who actually win the prizes that we award in our programs are that the people who win those are going to have a great experience. That's great. So do you are you on the creative end as well, being part of the strategy and insight into uh, marketing for Hello World? Like, is that part of your uh, you know responsibility? Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm in the terms of the marketing and I'm I'm involved in a lot of the the creative the brainstorming sessions. So in terms of, you know, putting those programs together for our clients, not so much the marketing Hello World to, you know, outside outside of Hello World. I am involved in sometimes the, the sales process. Uh, when we have a, a concept that we want to sell into a client, I go help pitch those. Um, I help put the, the program together in terms of the strategic things. So we want the consumer to do X different activities that the brand wants us to do. So I help. Uh, put the user journey together of what we want that experience to look like. Um, but yes, definitely the creative, definitely the creative side. It's something I get pulled into a lot. Um, uh, I get recognized within the company as that being one of my strengths. So uh, a lot, you know, uh, clients I don't normally work on, they pull me in to help uh, put together a recommendation for those clients. So uh, that's something I really enjoy about my job. That's great. Super. I mean, you could tell. I mean, you obviously, have a lot of passion for it. Yeah. It's fantastic. So let's turn the tables a little bit to um, acoustic and our solution. Um, obviously, you know the story where we're coming out of IBM into our own company mm -hmm. um, through Centerbridge that's buying the, the marketing suite. Tell me a little bit about what you know about our solutions, actually how you use our solutions. Um, and I know you said you don't use them like you're not actually the user every day, but you're, you're familiar. Yeah, so uh, I tip. I typically don't use them in my in my day to day experience, but I know, uh, you know, our we have a person at our company called, or sorry, we have a we have a person at our our company, Hello World, who's responsible for our partner relationships, Lauren Pearson, 
who manages that partnership and she puts the right teams in touch with Acoustic and IBM uh, to impl- implement those solutions. Mm-hmm. So how are you so you're not really familiar with the interface of it or how to use it or setting yeah, up I, campaigns but you you're the recipient of some of the things that we're doing with using our product. Yeah, I see I see uh you know Lauren Peterson uh, does a great job of, you know, putting those materials out within the company so that we know, you know, who which partners we can leverage for different opportunities. So for example, uh, IBM's email marketing campaigns. We I know a lot of teams use that for their the promotional emails that that uh, we send out. But I personally am not. Unfortunately, I'm not a part of that. Um, I'm a lot of the pre-sale aspect of it or the the analytics end of it. I'm, and I'm unfortunately I'm not a lot of the the in between of getting to send those emails or putting together the materials to send the emails to mm-hmm. our clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's good that you know that you're exposed to at least what those solutions are, right? Yeah. So question for you do you get involved um, with either um, influencing or making some decisions some of the technologies that hello world is using yes yes for sure um, uh, I love bringing something new to my clients that they have not used before that they haven't heard before um, I'll, I'll give you an example there's a, there's a technology right now that um, we're recommending to some of our clients for specific projects that they want to make sure that consumers that are on location are engaging with their products. So we have a partner vendor um, that I just found out about a month ago from Lauren uh, that enables them to uh, interact on site only. And it's it's a secure technology, it's a secure product that it's not able to be stolen and, and shared online that en- enables people to engage not on location. Um, so those are the kind of solutions I wanna, I wanna recommend innovative solutions, innovative companies to our clients, something that they haven't used before is something uh, that, you know, really fits the solution. And there's no, there's no gray area. There's no, there's no area where it's some, a technology that can be taken offline or a technology that can be manipulated to fit the consumer experience. I want to make sure that it's something that shows our innovation and something that shows our partner's innovation and something that really fits our partner's brand. Wow. That's awesome. So, I'm gonna obviously go there now, right? So yep. like, how do you get your, I guess, information around some of the new technologies that are out there? Are you a podcaster guy? Are you, you know, reading different uh, aggregated news um, sites? Like, where do you get your information? Where do you learn about stuff like this? Yeah, so I, I have a, a, a variation of different sources I go to. Uh, the number, the there's two podcasts I listen to a lot. Uh, one is called uh, Snacks, Snacks Daily. So. Snacks uh, is a, or Snacks Robinhood, I should say. Uh, so Snacks Robinhood is a podcast that was acquired by Robinhood. Robinhood is a brokerage um, that basically democratizes investing. So it's, uh, if you think of your Schwab or your E-Trade, it's, it's an app that came out or a company that came out and they make democratize, to, they democratize investing for consumers. So there's no, there's no trade fees. Uh, they provide you some basic level uh, understanding of companies and, and different stocks. Uh, and they inquired this company called uh, Market Snacks. And what they do is they create bite-sized podcasts of, or bite-sized information of, of companies for podcasts. So every morning, 15 minutes, I listen to it on my commute to work every morning. They talk about the three biggest stories in business that day. 
that pertain to company innovation, you know, quarterly earnings and what technologies impacted those earnings and stuff like that. So I use a lot of that to stay up to date on what companies are doing. And I actually take that to my to my fellow coworkers and say, hey, did you know X company just launched this technology or X company performed poorly because you know, this technology wasn't working for them. And so that's what we, that's what I use to kind of inform my decision making. I also obviously use, you know, you know, our, our standard uh, industry um, publications like uh, eMarketer or um, uh, there's another one. Ad that, Age. Yeah, Ad Age mm-hmm. that I use um, to kind of see what big brands are doing marketing wise. It's really creative and really different. Um, I don't want to, I don't, typically like to recommend solutions that everyone's doing because then you just you just blend in with what everyone else is doing i want to bring something to the table that no one else is doing or that very few companies are doing or doing well mm-hmm. that will make you stand out um, right. among your competition yeah. yeah that's great good do you have any examples of any technologies you brought into hello world that are that are like that that you could talk about yeah so um we just recently partnered with a company called snowshoe so this is the, what i was talking about earlier um, what they are is they're a physical uh, a stamp essentially. So it's it's um, it's a little device. They mim- they have uh, four or five touch points on the on these stamps that mimic the placement of five fingers. Uh, and so what you do is you use their technology, you buy into their suite, and what it does is you take the stamp in the physical location and you touch it to your phone screen using their authentication tool and it authenticates the experience. So basically what it does is it says, user X is at X location, they use this stamp and now the experience is authenticated. So what we can do there is we can prove to our clients, hey, this customer was in your store or this customer was on your premise and they are interacting with your experience. So um, they provide a dashboard, that um, you know we can measure all this stuff with, and it, it's just a great tool that um, I'm actually have re- I'm recommending for two two different projects now. I just learned about them a couple weeks ago, um, and I'm already starting to implement them in my tools. I'm hoping to do the same for IBM going forward. Great, I love that last statement. Yeah, yeah, great. So first of all, thank you so much for spending a few minutes here with us. Um, I try to keep these to you know. 10 minutes or so, we're about 12 minutes, and I probably could talk to you for yeah. hours. I love your passion. Um, I love what you're doing, and I appreciate the uh, the insight and helping out, you know, and having my team hear this, right? Right straight from a customer, right? Yeah. So it's great. And uh, the last question I like to always ask is, because you're working your butt off, it sounds like, right? Like, yeah. so what do you do for fun? What's your love? What's your hobby? Yeah, so being from Germany, one of my biggest passions is soccer. So. I consume everything soccer. I follow a million soccer accounts on Twitter, Instagram, all the players. Uh, I watch a ton of soccer, mostly Premier League, the Bundesliga being from Germany. Uh, And then one thing that's consuming a lot of my time is fantasy soccer. So I play Premier League fantasy soccer. You get a budget of 100 100 million pounds and you have to build out your team, stay up to date on, you know, how the players are performing. Uh, and then build your team accordingly to score points. And I, I, um, I play soccer rec league for fun. So I'm in a league with all those guys that I play with, um, you know, on, on a weekly basis. And we, we, you know, we have some banter in in a Facebook group of you know how everyone's doing. And I feel like that actually translates a lot to my everyday job. So, you know, when I when I work on these programs, oftentimes I have to do the analysis of the program, how is performing, you know, what what kind of recommendations would I make to, to improve those performance. And I feel like that trans, translates a lot to that fantasy soccer I do where I have to analyze a player's performance. I have to look at, you know, which teams are they playing against? 
in the near future? Is it easy teams? Is it you know teams that have, typically have a hard, uh, good defense that's hard to score against? So um, I feel like there's a little bit of translation there, but it's something I really enjoy doing. And I really love diving into those stats awesome. and seeing who will perform so, well. So what I hear is you not only have passion during the day, but you got passion at night with your hobby and yep. you kind of combine them. That's fantastic. I love that. Love hearing those kind of stories and hello world, right? Like. Thank you so much for yeah. spending some time with us here today. And um, maybe we can talk some more, right? Yeah. I'd love to have you on for as sure. we, I think I was telling you, Acoustic's going to have a community for our customers that we're going to do um, more of a uh, podcast that could be put out there to the public. That would be a little bit more than my ad hoc here. Yeah, stop, for sure. Right? So thank you so much. And uh, we're actually going to eat dinner together now. Yeah. So let's go do that and uh, appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah. And thank okay. you to Acoustic for having me. Absolutely. Our pleasure. Thanks. Bye.